Welcome to the Movie Bunker Podcast. It's me, Matt. Hey, it's me, Chris. Hi, Chris. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong, ding dong, where everyone's getting in debt and no one's happy. (laughs) (laughs) You've hit the nail on the head there. (laughs) I'm sorry. I do like Christmas. Christmas greets winter like a little warm hug. Like most things, it's fleeting and then you're faced with January and February and March. And blah. Yeah, I think with Christmas with me is it, it creeps up behind you, taps Ooh. you on the shoulders, spins you around, kicks you in the crutch <laughs> and uh, spits on your neck. That was unexpected. So the film that we've chosen, I mean, we're going to probably do a couple of these Christmassy movies, but out of the, the smorgasbord of Christmas schmaltz, we chose Surviving Christmas from 2004. Here's the trailer. Find it down here and eat your dinner, will ya? I'm busy! One day that computer's gonna get our baby a good job. What he's doing up there, nobody's gonna pay him for it, because if they did, I would have retired at 17. What are you doing for Christmas? Family. Nice. Why? Why can't I come by? That's it. That's the house I grew up in. There's a guy out there. What the hell is that? Did you hear that? You know what we used to call that squeaky stare? The squeaky stare. (laughs) Please, please let me stay here. No. I'll pay you. My family's not for sale, pal. I'll pay you $250,000. Welcome home, son. The Valco family will aid Mr. Latham in recapturing those childhood Christmas memories. No! <laughs> Can't feel my toes. Including celebrations, all due festiveness, various and sundry merriments, <laughs> and Yuletide glee. Hey, Mom. Who's this? Mom, who is this? Your dad's rented us out for the holidays. Mom? I never had a sister. Oh. She could be the maid. Hey, You're the maid. Enough. Would you uh, put this hat on? No, I'm not wearing a hat. You gotta wear the hat. I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> nice hat. You gotta sing Christmas tree, Tom. You take the lead. Would it make any difference to you if I didn't want to? Not really. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. You stand in woodland beauty. Ah. All right, everybody say Merry Christmas. I feel like I'm insane. You gotta go. Surviving Christmas. This is what I've been longing for. A real family, you know, in a true home. That's why I'm thinking it might be a good idea if I lived with you. Ow. We did actually struggle, didn't we, Chris, finding a Christmas film because the the fact is because of your burgeoning love for Christmas and the fact that it is so TV, so like central to Christmas. It is, I mean, unless you're proper religious, um, which I am not in any way, shape or form, Christmas becomes a festival of television ritual and food ritual. So basically... Every year you watch the same things and then you eat the same things almost in the same order. <laughs> yeah. So it is weird. It's like a self-induced groundhog day. 
but um but like an enjoyable kind of torture um so like even shit films if they're set in christmas have the same have a sort of cachet to them that they they got they've got leeway mm. like christmas songs i mean for fuck's sakes there is even the best christmas song in the world is shit like <laughs> any other time of the year that's actually a really fucking shit song but you know they come along they stick some fucking bells on a song <laughs> and all of a sudden it's Christmassy, it's number one, and you're singing it for the next 23 years at the same time of the day, every day. Well, Matthew, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. What? Um, because writing a Christmas song and getting, the, getting it to, to sink into, you know, humankind and get it to be played <laughs> yearly is a fucking hard, because I've tried. <laughs> and and um, I want to rest on my yearly bucket load of money when it comes through but it's a very hard thing to get something nowadays especially that's original catchy and makes you feel christmasy um, just sing a normal song and then put some bells in the background everyone it, knows that's the only way you do it yeah, but you you know you know because nowadays christmas songs are very very few and far between in fact the last christmas song you could I, put some bells on our intro outro and it would be a christmas number one i did that <laughs> i did that last year I did that. It's just to show how, how much you listen to the podcast. Um, I listened to it. I'm yeah. just saying, it would be Christmas number one if you released it. It wasn't just well, in a five-second segment. <laughs> I like the Christmas songs, apart from like E17, Stay Another Day, which I think is... Well, that's a classic. A, no, it's blinking awful. But the other, there's a couple of others. See, which... that's an example of what I'm talking about, though, isn't it? Like the right. Stay Another Day song is just a song, a shit song, that they put some bells on and called it Christmas. God, I freak out... When Sal puts on a certain Christmas, Sal, my wife, uh, puts on a certain Christmas film, like, too early. I'm like, no, you can't put them up as Christmas carol on in the 8th of December. That's a 20-plusser. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you can get away with watching a, a lesser-known one or, a, or like, a, a one that you know you're going to watch, like, multiple times in November. I have done that. <laughs> God. <laughs> so I've watched Elf. I think me and my wife both sat down and watched Elf in like the late November before the 1st of December because I just had a, the feeling that the finger was on the shoulder. You know, this, like the, the, the Christmas thing was coming up behind me. Christopher, <laughs> it's Christmas, is it coming? Watch Elf. Look, look, it's dark at three. You could struggle on the sofa and do nothing but watch TV and gorge upon chocolate. Yes. Why don't you have not just a normal coffee, but a Bailey's coffee? Put it on your cornflakes, you bastard. This film, Surviving Christmas, 2004. The plot synopsis is thus. It's a lonely, obnoxious young millionaire pays a family to spend Christmas with him. And it's got a great cast, um, actually. An amazing it? cast, yeah. Let's go through the cast. You've got Ben Affleck, who plays the lead character, as Drew Latham, who's this obnoxious is, is a word. He's a, he's a twat, essentially. Um, yeah. James Gandolfini, the late, great Gandolfini, uh, plays this, well, the head of the family. Christina Applegate, who's fantastic in everything, pretty much. Catherine yep. O'Hara, who you can't go wrong with Catherine O'Hara. No, and she's got, Christmas um, film royalty, right? Yeah, yeah. And you've got a couple of, um, uh, there's a few other actors. Uh, Udo Kier, you might uh, recognise a German actor who's been a... Definitely recognise him. Yeah, he's been a loads of stuff. He's got a smallish part in this. But yeah, so the main core family are the ones that we're interested in, and they're the ones who obviously got front and centre in terms of the movie. Let's talk about the director. He's 
he's done a few bits and pieces, mainly animation, I've noticed. Mike Mitchell, Monsters vs. Aliens, am I right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. One of the and first... Shrek. Kind of, yeah, Shrek 3. Shrek 3 um, and his Juice Bigelow. Ooh, which is not so good. But yeah, he's written and stars, and uh, I think he's a voice actor as well. He's done quite a lot of voice so acting. I, I did notice that when it, this popped up that this was a DreamWorks film, and I, I didn't really realise DreamWorks did kind of, you know, shit films. I thought yeah. it was, it's most, and obviously he's then gone on to the animation wing of DreamWorks because I think all of these are DreamWorks films, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't very impressed initially with this movie. I don't know about what your thought, first thoughts are on this. Um, oh, Jesus, right. Okay, so I don't think we would go too granular in this film. Um, no. Um, it was interesting, actually, because, you know, like you say, it's got a decent cast. It's got a reasonably big profile. And it's not a Christmas film I'd ever seen before, which is weird, because like, you tend to be able to, you tend to watch everything, regardless yeah. of quality at Christmas. So I was interested from that perspective that it was something I'd never seen before. Tonally, it was all over the fucking show, though. That's mm. what I, my biggest thing was over the whole entire course of being like the, the opening sequence is incredibly weird. Like, yeah, it's really weird. So we explain what happens is you, you, you have the usual Christmassy credits. And by the way, that the credits are shitty because they've used the worst font. <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, no, 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 real expense no expense, no flair to any of it. It's just basically a, a whiskey flaunt. It's, it's awful. But then you get this kind of montage of, um, it's almost it's, comic sans, right? It's, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah, too far. Yeah, yeah. But you've got um, a hol- the holiday spirit. People are buying presents. People are doing the Christmassy things. And then it's juxtaposed with those same people then, you know, getting frustrated with wrapping a present and then ultimately, you know, setting fire to, them, to the present or putting their head in an oven, which is, is the extreme case of that nice old lady who's trying to bake uh, cookies. Yes, I mean, like people might think that you're joking at this point, and, but that's actually the last shot of the credits is that yeah. an old lady puts her head in the oven. Yeah, so it's kind of setting the tone for like you endure Christmas. You don't enjoy it. It's kind of happy. It's good times for some, but ultimately you'll end up probably uh, having a nervous breakdown at some point within the <laughs> Christmas you know, festivities. It's a big day for this family. Very well. All right. Uh, Mr. Latham agrees to pay the sum of $250,000 to the Valcos for... Services rendered until 11.59 p.m. on Christmas Day. For said sum, the Valco family will aid Mr. Latham in recapturing those childhood Christmas memories, including, but not limited to, all due festiveness, celebrations, various and sundry merriments, and Yuletide glee. Agreed! Agreed, right? Faking it anyway. Might as well get paid. Yeah, uh, will there be anything else? Oh, yeah, I, I gotta sleep in Brian's room. What? No. What are you talking? Where's this going here? What do you mean? I, like it says in the contract, I get to sleep in my old room. Oh, come on. Creepy, you know, grievance guy wants to sleep in my room? I mean, if I wanted that, I'd use one of those bus tickets these guys keep sending me over the internet. Oh, man, I just want to sleep in my old room like it says in the contract. Brian, you're in the guest room. But my computer's not in the guest room, Mom. How am I supposed to study? Use your imagination. Well, I'm going to catch some shut-eye. Who wants to go Christmas tree shop with me in the morning?
Ben Affleck is kind of introduced as the like the sixth member of NSYNC because it's kind of that time frame. He looks like he's made of plastic and a dot. He just looks weird because he's young. I don't know. Ben Affleck did a lot of comedy movies, but it's so much recently he's done a lot more serious stuff. And to see him in that kind of role, it's really weird. It doesn't suit him at all. He's this kind of zany, obnoxious uh, advertising executive who's very shallow. Yeah, I mean, obviously the blurb says that he's a millionaire and stuff. We've never really sort of given much evidence of that, but like we introduced him in a very much, very much trading places kind of way uh, with Dan Ackwood's character. We kind of introduced him to his life, which apparently on you know on uh, first glance appears to be perfect. You know, he's got a uh, gorgeous girlfriend, he's got the job, he's got a, a nice apartment, which is very sparsely decorated, which obviously means you're rich. There's no real... I don't see where the leap happens. The leap between him being like that and then... Like, for, like he spits up his girlfriend randomly because she's wants to do something at Christmas and he wants to go to Fiji. He surprises her with tickets to Fiji. That's his big payoff because he's been given a big uh, salary boost because he's pitched this idea for this drinks eggnog company and they've gone for it in a big way. Um, and then he's, yeah, right, Fiji, sorted for Christmas. He, and he kind of gives her the tickets. She's really upset because she wants to spend it with family because she's a family lady. So she buggers off. And um, he's left on his own. Automatically thinking, what's wrong with this person? Because he has no friends that want to see him or spend time with him. He has no family that we're aware of until the end. Okay, when there's this kind of a reveal about his family. And he yeah. has no work colleagues that would entertain having him. So we identify him as a psychopath. He's clearly, <laughs> there's clearly something wrong with him. He's there, yeah, you know, if, you've got, if you're that rich and... Uh, apparently personable and yeah and good at your job you're gonna have a group of friends right there's gonna be even if they're work colleagues of similar similar psychopaths like him because those kind of people just are mates with other psychopaths and so you know he's he's rolling going through his rolodex you know this is before it's quite an old film it's like 2004 so there's no i I, I had issues with this because he does have a mobile phone in this fucking thing and I, i don't care how old the mobile phone is all mobile phones have a address book right yeah but that doesn't play well for cinema <laughs> so they literally have him going through and crossing i mean and also why would you cross out the name like <laughs> hi yeah uh we haven't spoken in months okay yeah yeah um can i come over for christmas no right fuck you i'm never speaking to you ever again <laughs> It's true. Um, yeah, I never thought that. Why would you cross his name out? Your address. Why would you cross it out? Yeah, yeah. Like, unless, <laughs> unless he's written the We're list. Done. We're done. That's it. You're dead to me now. I'm never going to phone you again. Not till next year, anyway. When I might be alone again. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just. But also, I mean, why? Why is he desperate? Why is he uh, desperate to to be somewhere on Christmas Day? I mean, this is it. I don't understand that either because, like, obviously, you know, he's got, he's had a girlfriend for X about a period of time and, and he's going to be on his own. Fair enough. Like, just, you're a big boy. And the thing is, like, they had this weird scene, like, where he kind of tried to sort of, like, get, make you feel sorry for him, I guess, where he's, like, he sat in front of the TV having dinner and he's got this, like, shitty TV dinner and the TV train and it collapses. It's like, this, this twat's meant to be a millionaire. Like, yeah. go out for dinner, mate. <laughs> or, get something nice in but you just wouldn't like you if you got 
bundles of cash, which we see evidently throughout the rest of this film, like he fucking splurges cash like no one's business. Oh, it's yeah. like a weird, it's like a weird version of Brewster's Millions, where there was no payoff at the end. But yeah, um, but the one thing he doesn't obviously apparently pay out on is good food or takeout. What the hell is this? These are what we in the business call scripts, Tom. Excuse me. Uh, you don't have to worry about it, dear, because your role is what we call in the business small. Uh, well, you're what we in real life call a jackass. I don't know about that, but I do know that my being here may have caused some awkwardness within the family. You think? I do, Tom, seriously. And it's even possible that some of it could uh, potentially be in some small way partly my fault. Which part wasn't your fault? I'm talking, okay? So what I've done is I went ahead and wrote a sequence so you guys can get a sense of, of what I'm going for here. And we're all gonna read this aloud. I feel like I'm insane. And that's why you have no lines. Mom, I believe you go first. Okay. Oh, look at us. I sure hope you like the meal I so lovingly prepared for the people I love. She smiles at Tom. No. Have you acted? You've acted before. A little theater. Yeah, I can tell. I can see it. It comes out in your work. <laughs> So he goes back to the family house to to what reminisce or to burn the the thing? What is that about again? <laughs> well, it's like, it's, it, it's not fully fleshed out if we're honest, Chris. Why yeah. he's back there? But um, he, he goes back, and this is when he starts. This is where the character journey is a bit odd, isn't it? Because he starts to sort of like exhibit signs of some sort of mental degrade. Because yeah, he, he is both like because obviously he's a successful person. But then he just starts being really fucking weird. Yeah, like, he, he he does like Billy Madison, like Adam Sandler kind of level weird. Yeah, he becomes very enthusiastic about recreating trees, like, trees, a Christmassy kind of vibe. So this is when the move, the, the obviously the movie takes another turn because he, he knocks on the door of his old house and there's the family there, and it's we're introduced to. Um, the, the other main characters. So you've got James Gandolfini and, and uh, Catherine O'Hara and Josh Zuckerman, which is the, the, the mum and the dad and the boy. And then we're introduced to Christina Applegate, who's the only person in this film, a bit later. the daughter, a bit later on, who actually seeing a little bit of sense of saying, what the hell is going on? Who is this guy? Get fucking rid of him. He persuades, in a roundabout way, to cut a long story short, for them to treat him as their son and have him live with them for Christmas and he persuades him with money. So £250,000 basically is what, what anyone would do. I think I would probably do the same thing if it was Ben Affleck on my doorstep saying, I want to spend Christmas with you. No, fuck off. But no, here's £250,000. Okay, come on in, which is kind of pretty much what uh, the, the, the main character does. The thing is, they don't ask for it up front, do they? And no, like... you sh- no, no, no. But there's, there's, there's like a clause and he gets his... He gets this kind of um, a lawyer, isn't lawyer involved, so he just automatically conjures up his lawyer to write some key like caveats to this thing that they have to do his bidding in terms of making it as Christmassy as possible. And so there's montages and bits and pieces of you know the grumpy dad having to put a Santa hat on, or they have to go and buy the Christmas tree, they have to put the lights on, they have to go sledging, and it goes on and on and on. But his character is so deranged throughout this whole first kind of like the first like two-thirds of the movie Ben yeah. Affleck's character is deranged because you said you're right he's a successful millionaire sales um, you know advertising executive yet he's he's playing someone who clearly is has got problems and 
why 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 are they why would he be doing that surely he would be a sophisticated bloke but he's he's not he's kind of it's very very weird he becomes like a child maybe it's because that that maybe that's the intention because he's in his family home he never had a christmas well we don't know that yet that's the thing there's no there's nothing to say to to explain his behavior right at the beginning so which is which it's just a zany set piece after zany set piece and they're yeah. not very funny um, no, it, it kind of swings wildly from being normal to just being fucking mental yeah to, be, to being kind of understanding that he's put this family through something weird to just go like no fuck you i'm paying you like clean my balls uh, um it's just i don't remember that bit but yeah go on <laughs> <laughs> so mix up with coming to america <laughs> the Affleck penis is clean sir <laughs> oh yeah um, <laughs> um so yeah no it's just it's just it is hard to grasp it's almost like right we want to do a zany comedy like uh stepbrothers right so there's that thing in that where the guy's in that fucking weird and he's he's like trying to bang his therapist away through that film yeah and um and you know and eventually he does and it's just they went for it they went all the way with it they stuck to a character type they went with it it was consistent Whereas this, they just kind of flip between him being, you know, understanding, him, him opening up to him doing something stupid. It's all over the show. So, I mean, ultimately, what we've got is a series of events, as you would normally have within a movie. <laughs> but the, these ones, I guess, are trying to capture all the kind of festivities to make this a Christmas movie about turning a a family that is kind of breaking apart because they are already before Ben Affleck's character turns up, the dad and the mum are, you know, thinking of separating, although you don't really see any real evidence of that, you know, them actually not, not liking each other or disliking them. In fact, they get on pretty well. Obviously there's a, there's a, there's signs of them being slightly uh, stagnated or in a rut with their relationship. It's not going anywhere. And you see flashes of, the frustrations of a you know a family where they're two their, their kids are growing older and therefore you know there's not that christmas spark anymore so inevitably what happens is you get the thawing of the family ben affleck's character eventually does bring a christmasy kind of spirit there's a granddad character that's involved he falls in love with christina applegate's character as well who's essentially supposed to be his sister or pretends to be his sister we mentioned the opening sequences where it's got a really kind of kind of really dark undertones is that throughout the whole film there are these sort of dark threads like you say like the family are having troubles brian the son is clearly just masturbating himself to death in his bedroom yeah um you know i don't think the granddad was real granddad was he He no he's an actor doodah doodah was bill macy then there's the 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 relationship struggles with mum and dad and then he tells his backstory about like not having any parents. Again, darkness, dark. dark. <laughs> you can see why he became Batman. And then on top of this, you're, you've got this sort of frivolous comedy that you know, suddenly they go to boggling down a hill um, with two people that clearly aren't them. <laughs> uh, in cutscenes, um, they catch a cold and snuggle up on the sofa and, and, and start falling in love. And it's just. Uh, and then, then the mum, the mum, uh, Catherine O'Hare goes off for a photo shoot which turns out to be pornographic her son finds it because he's a serial masturbator and then but you think like that would be the bit where they're just like oh jesus christ and then there's some weird amount of time passing which you're not sure why and you cut back to him and he's still just staring at it 
Yeah, it's like they didn't know really quite what to do with that thread of the storyline. Yeah, what a stupid idea. I mean, she goes through a photo shoot to make her feel better. He pays for it because she he obviously has some sort of sympathy for her. And she's doing all these weird, like, 80s get-up. She's not dressed up like Cindy Lauper from, like, some or from 80s video. And then she's one bit, she's got a like, legs open or something, but or like, but it gets used in a, like a porno promo online. <laughs> yeah, it's, it gets used in a, like a, a MILF's porno. Oh, shit! Brian, what have you done? Tom, I don't know what that is. I do. It's my wife on my son's computer shooting a V for victory with her legs. Yeah, it's been a while, but that's what it looks like. Oh, honestly. That's my little girl. Paris, get our coat. What's going on? You have no idea. Missy, get your coat. But there's hair. Coats, we're not going anywhere. We're really, we're staying. Just like that was just a picture. I had some pictures taken just for me, for fun. Where would you get a stupid idea like that? Some things cannot be unseen. Brian? Brian? Great. That's great, Christine. I'll be at the travel lodge. There's a couple of things that I wanted to say about what I noticed towards the end of the movie, which is... Go on, Em. Because I've got this premise about this movie that actually, I think two-thirds of the movie is, is like some sort of weird psychopath horror movie where you would expect him to be like something out of American Psycho and, and, and kill them, slash them all horribly. Okay, the schmaltzy element of it all, really, when things come together and, and everything, is actually you know, quite atypical of this kind of uh, festive movie. Actually, if certain elements of that final third were introduced at the very beginning and the film took a kind of slightly different angle without the slapstickness of it all it could have been a pretty decent movie or an okayable watch where we find out about ben affleck's character why you know he's alone at christmas his father walked out there when he's four years old his mum was poor she worked in a diner so she did every shift she could and on christmas day she did a double shift because they was open so he would walk down and have pancakes uh, in the diner with his mum and his mum obviously really loved him but had to pay the rent so that story in terms of you know his christmas was never really a traditional Christmas and that's why he always wanted one that's quite a nice idea for for the movie you know and that would explain if he wasn't such a prick at the very beginning and that's (laughs) and that's what you know his mum dies and that's sad obviously Christmas is sad he's got no one he's you know he's struggling to to make friends because his job's so high pressured um you know he's struggling to connect with people because they're they're turned away from him because of the money and his job and he comes across as being obnoxious but secretly he's not he just doesn't know how to you know to thaw out and stuff like that so it could be a movie where he meets these this family this dysfunctional family who take him in and they you know they could show each other what you know what a true christmas is about and he falls in love with the daughter and there's a bit of a cock up and tom fuller along the way and then the ending's nice where they they end up you know having a nice christmas and there's a the final scene in the movie which would work better is when they're in the diner and they're all having pancakes so it's like a throwback to his his old um his old life and they're sat having 
a chat across the table. That's him, his new girlfriend, Christina Applegate, James Gandolfini's character, and uh, Catherine O'Hara. And then you get the Christmas ending that you want. That's the movie we could have had without the zany shite. Chris, you know what? You've nailed that. I, I raise your schmaltz and I, you know, and I, and I see you with a, a zany comedy, which you, you could have done, but it just needs to have stuck to it. You pulled out all those little references and those little bits of good, honest, hearty Christmas movie. Then you kind of got your bad sanity kind f- films where everything's fucking wrong. So rather than having any of the schmaltz bits, you know, don't let him fall in love, you know, um, let him just, you know, fuck up horribly and then his girlfriend turns up and then he fucks up horribly again and then he just ends up on his own because he's an arsehole and that's <laughs> fine that would have also made a better film yeah some way halfway house and i think this has been sort of something that we've leveled at quite a lot of the films that haven't quite you know that are on the podcast is that if, if they just stuck to the guns and it, it I would say it sort of smacks of test audience but this this probably never saw any test audiences but um it just it just seems like it's not no one's brave enough to make one or the other film and they've kind of gone halfway and it's it's the karate kid all over again man oh yeah but and ultimately i think it's down to the lead character and who they cast because ben affleck obviously is is always well since sort of goodwill hunting i guess has been a pretty strong actor and they want somebody that's ultimately going to look he's really divisive though isn't he i mean like with the the internet, I mean, people either fucking love Ben Affleck or they hate his utter ring piece. Yeah, but he's not he's not a bad actor. It's just, and he's quite clever in terms of directoring. The directoring, he's done some good stuff there, and he's. I liked him in The Accountant. That was recent. And oh recent. no, 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 no! That was a good action film, man. No, no, no. Matthew, did this movie make any money? Um, I imagine, because it's a Christmas movie, that it probably made a lot of money eventually. However, in the terms of actual numbers, no, it shit the bed. $45 million it took to make this. this I don't I know. There is no evidence of where the money is in this film. It took it's certainly million. not on the font. It's not on the font of the opening sequence. That's not, sure. it's, but weirdly, so it's got opening weekend, October 2004. I think I may have got my finger on why it wasn't a success straight away so apparently so yeah so they delayed the release didn't they yes Uh, one of the trivia bits uh, i'm sure you picked up on was that the the release was delayed because uh paycheck was it yeah he had another movie out he was obviously doing loads of work at that time so by the time they pulled it off the cinemas probably november i imagine (laughs) it made 11 million and then worldwide 14 million but like i say it's 2004 it's had 10 years of network tv buying it left right and center and various dvd sales so i imagine actually no 45 million quid maybe it hasn't maybe it still has not washed its face yeah but that's a long time i mean studios don't make movies on the on the off chance that it might 10 years later make some money he's 15 no 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 No, they think yeah no so yeah that that it it 45 million that's gotta be wages isn't it because there's nothing in this film there's no special effects and there's nothing there's the the odd thing you have to get some stunts there's a couple of stunts with uh the sleigh ride thing that they do or the sledging um it's 91 minutes long as well matthew perfect always delight well actually to be honest with you it's probably about an hour too long do you want some trivia and and factoids or things yes please factoid my factoid up production was shot without a completed script and as a result there were many delays and arguments over what to shoot. So James Gandolfini admitted in a behind-the-scenes interview that most of the film was improvised, which is crazy. So that would explain it, right? Yeah. 
Plus, it also points to the fact they're all shit improvisers. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, that's the tonal shifts that we see. <laughs> the other thing interesting about James Gandolfini and Christina Applegate is there's only 10 years difference between the two of them. So they play uh, father and daughter. <laughs> James Gandolfini is um, one of those ageless people, but not in the good way. Like, yeah. he, looked, he looked 60 when he was 20, I think. So Another interesting bit of trivia is that John Favreau was offered a chance to direct this film, but made Elf instead. Oh... Last bit of trivia for me will be that um, it was released to DVD just nine weeks after it opened in theatres. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. This is definitely staying in the bunker for me. I don't know about you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's so many films out there that I can watch on repeat at Christmas. As I say, my my Groundhog Day Christmas um, continues to the same music, watch the same films. This will not be making an impact into my very particular routine i mean I'm, I'm about two minutes away and i have to have a mince pie i mean this is this is how regimented this is yeah well i, I know what you mean but the, 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 to get anyone to sit down and watch this movie just out of curiosity would be very difficult because it, i mean within the first sort of 20 minutes oh, not probably less than that within the first 10 minutes opening sequence and everything you just think, <laughs> yeah yeah this is cheap it looks cheap ben affleck it's looks, the front kitchen yeah, and, and there's nothing nice within the first sort of half an hour to, to grab your attention. Okay, review time. <laughs> yes, it's reviews. Because we didn't like it, we'll find the people that did. So 10 out of 10. So there weren't that many, actually. There weren't that many reviews. I think this is from a time from the internet when no one did reviews. They were too busy writing in their file faxes from their mobile phones and crossing out furiously. Who wants to go first? Should we flip a coin? Heads. Or do we decide whose heads and whose tails? So this is mine, Matthew, and it's uh, by someone called Moose Tails. Ooh. And it was uh, recorded, oh, sorry, written in October 2004, so around the time the film was released, funnily enough. And uh, the title is called The Truth Is This. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> the Truth Is This Is A Great Movie For All Ages. That's the title, is it? That's the title. And I'm going to do it as Santa uh, with a bit of Ian McKellen sort of, you know, uh, as well. (laughs) I took my 10-year-old son and 15-year-old daughter and we all loved this movie. I will be buying it on video. I think people are slamming the movie based on political disagreements or the J-Lo thing. Uh, The movie was very funny. We all laughed out loud and left talking about buying or seeing it again. It had all the Christmas... Wait nine weeks. (laughs) Very funny. It had all the Christmas hoopla, romance and lots of laughs. It left you leaving happy and looking forward to celebrating Christmas. You can't ask for much more in a movie. I almost missed out because of an unfair comments about the movie, but a clip on a talk show made me want to see it. So glad I saw the clip. Go see it. You won't be disappointed. Christina Applegate and Ben Affleck were great. And the dad on this movie was too. I didn't recognize him from anything, but he was perfect match for the part. Brilliant. He loved it though, didn't he? Yeah, but just James, family. I just want to tell him it's James Gandolfini from, you know, The Sopranos. Surely he would know who that guy was. I bet you've got uh, a pretty decent 10 out of 10 one there, Matthew, as well. I, yeah, I got one called Just a Thing. I don't know where to do this one. How should I do this one? How should I do this? Do it as Frosty the Snowman. I mean, or, or whatever your interpretation of that might be. Or <laughs> maybe I'll, do, I'll try and do Squeaky Elf. 
Just a thing to put you in the Christmas mood. I absolutely loved it. And anyone who doesn't is such a Scrooge. I know for certain that many people dislike this movie just because Affleck portrays the lead character, Drew. That seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? That people feel that the only people don't like this film because of Affleck. And either, like your review pointed out, the fact that people wouldn't like it, not just because they don't like Affleck, but because they like J-Lo, and J-Lo got dumped by Affleck. And so that's a bad thing for a movie, right? Yeah, of course. Everyone loves J-Lo. Hmm. Now, I know certain that many people dislike this movie just because of Affleck betrays the character Drew. Come on! I'm not his biggest fan, but I still found it funny, heartfelt, and totally enjoyable. Yes, it might be that my reaction is based on the fact that I love this season of the year because I'm an elf. Yeah. <laughs> but just try to imagine that other factors played a part. The casting of all the characters was near perfection. You could easily characterise yourself with a dysfunctional family, like my dysfunctional family that left me on the doorstep because that, of course, is a workshop. And <laughs> the movie was infused with comedy, both light and dark. Ten out ten. Tulip 77. Done. Hello, little Hello. elf. Little <laughs> elf. Yeah. I've finished reading now, sir. Fuck off back to the North Pole, will you? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. And then that, I think it, that's a creepy kind of elf as well. Well, they're all creepy, aren't they? Because they <laughs> sneak into your house and play with your bits. Do you, um, are you at the moment trying to think of things to do with a certain elf on the shelf? I don't have to because ours is real. And creates all sorts of merry mayhem. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, what I mean is, are you every morning coming down to uh, what joys he may have or she may have? Uh, yeah, I went to my, my Christmas do the other day at night. Um, mm. And I come home and I was a little overtired. I don't know what quite happened. The day had taken quite the toll upon me. <laughs> and um, I found my house to be almost unnavigable due to uh, a lot of toilet paper usage. Oh, that, that was, old one. was beyond the pale. So, yeah, I kind of got like, caught up like a, a drunken man in a spider's web. <laughs> so I guess that's Surviving Christmas. What a great uh, festive movie that was. This podcast will always go in my mind as Surviving Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be absolutely seamless, hopefully, for the listeners. But this has been an absolute dog turd of, of, a, of a podcast to record. <laughs> Um, but never mind. It's, hopefully it, it will come out okay. But let's just say the internet is not feeling very festive this evening. No, it's, uh, it's not our friend. And Wi-Fi, or whatever you want to call it. Wi-Fi, no-fi is what I call it. Way! Uh, <laughs> it, it's been Mind an absolute Chris. pleasure, I think, today doing this. Uh, the first of our Christmas movies, and there you go. There's the little thing that comes up on the screen that says, your internet connection is unstable, and that's when things start to go slightly wrong. So... It's a good time, I think, to say, if you like the podcast, please send us a, a, a thumbs up, wherever that might be, figuratively speaking. Write a review and uh, download and subscribe and all that jazz. Because remember, it's the season for giving. And yeah. you can give us a five-star review. Or you can give us a, a review. Or you could give us, like you say, a thumbs up or something, something. Yeah, you can find us everywhere these days on online, Twitter. And we're going to do another movie. We're going to do another movie straight away, I think. Um, we might do a poll for this one, right? Yeah, we're going to put something online. We're going to pick the worst movies. We've had some good suggestions, so I must say some people have got in contact, which is fantastic. Um, but we're going to put 
a few of them on a Twitter poll and then you can vote for the one for us to do next. Or if we don't like the outcome of that, we'll just do whatever we want. Because we're self-determining. Yes. So ho, 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 a Merry Christmas. And I will see you on the next podcast, Matthew. Bye-bye. (laughs) Harry Potter, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kick us, sir. does Does he get murdered at the end? He gets murdered in, yeah, one of the films, yeah. He's like, I've always been a free elf, sir. Really? Yeah, he gets killed, doesn't he? They throw a knife and they turn around and he goes, Oh, Harry, I'm so sorry. Because he's dying. <laughs> he's still subservient, most death. Oh, what a twat. Who kills yeah. him then? Somebody like a wizard? It's, uh, I think it's Bellatrix again, you know, old... Uh, Bonham Carter. Oh, no. She probably kills more people in that film than anyone, actually. I mean, Voldemort gets away quite... He does a couple of them, but like yeah. she she does his uncle. She's done Thingy Boy's family. Yeah, she, nasty, nasty piece of work. What a twat. <laughs>